the time scheduled to start the podcast. None of that we're matters. We are ish on our on time ish. We're not. We're definitely behind schedule for sure. It's backward five minutes, so I guess. Now, see, it's not exactly CP time because I think CP time does not start until thirty minutes late. So what is this like? like It's definitely adjacent. Yeah, it's on time. I call it on time. Yeah, I think this is it on time. Well, listen, we're recording, so why don't we go ahead and do the introduction? Hello, welcome to another episode of the Black Jackson Estate. I'm User 2 coming to you loud and clear in the year 2020, the year of our Lord, the year of washing hands, the year of the N95 mask. I'm happy to be here. I'm joined by my partners user one are you there what's up everybody it's been a minute but my prayer is that you are well insane and uh closing out the year with a bang user uh user 1.5 how are you oh i'm well hello hello user two we haven't seen you on zoom in a few months you look good you look good. Whatever you're eating looks good. You're killing it, girl. Killing it. I got myself a little tangerine. You know, yeah. vitamin C is important in mm-hmm. these months. So it's just working for it. looks good on you. It looks good on you. And um, I'm so excited to be with y'all. Today we are discussing spooky season for Michael. Um, I think I'm going to call this episode, Is It Scary or Nah? How do y'all feel about that? I mean, it's, is it scary? I like it. I like it. Or not. Or not. Or not. Um, I was inspired after revisiting the making of Ghosts when Michael says, I didn't want to just do another spooky short film. I didn't want to do just another scary short film. I wanted it to have meaning. I wanted it to be deeper than that. And so we're going to talk about Spooky season, Michael. Is it deeper than that? The users will let you know. User one, how you feeling about the content today? How you feel about Michael uh, in October? It's a big. This is a this is a difficult subject to broach and do it in a way that adds something to the conversation. So, I'm excited to see what we what comes up and comes out. And um, as the most honest user here. Um, I'm sure that it will be um, all that and some more because, you know, I'm not going to play hide the ball like some people like to do. What's and- happening? What's, this is a, <laughs> I think we just spiraled immediately. And so I think it's going to be good. I think it's a hard, everyone wants to talk about thriller and then I, I be, it becomes very like known expected whatever so it's you know adding something to the conversation which i think we have to do i think is the goal and so i think we can we can do that we have a a very wide range of information locked inside of different people's heads from their different interests that relate back to all this so i think it'll be good let's address your previous statement about you being the most honest actually i i personally 
yeah, that was a pretty blatant attack against both user 1.5 and myself. Um, I pride myself on truthfulness. Mm-hmm. Just absolutely unnecessary. I, I don't, you know. Well, I want to be clear that I didn't say that either of you were not truthful. I said I was the well, most the was there. truthful. No, the no. Was there. The words were the words yeah. were chosen, and it's up to you to well, receive them when you as say they most were truthful. That means that somebody is less. That means that everyone else is less truthful yeah. than you. Yeah, which you know, let's just call that spade the spade that it is. You're trying to say that we're not as truthful, and that's I, that's exactly what I said. Uh, I received it with vitriol (laughs) and i just want to point that out well now well we're gonna see we're gonna see you know we're gonna see i you know i said some things i say some things and then you know i get attacked so you know we'll see before we get too deep i think this is a good time to let folks know uh, we are up on all platforms. This is a monumental accomplishment for the Black Jackson Estate. I want to shout out user one for understanding the um, the gravity of growing this platform and committing herself to it because I have been living in campaign hell. And I just want to take this moment to lift you up because you've done it. You've You've done it. We are not only on our original home of SoundCloud, we are on Spotify, we are on iTunes, uh, we are also on, what was the other app? We're everywhere. I listen, I listen to all my podcasts on Overcast, so we're there. I'm sure we're, we're probably on Stitcher. I haven't che- checked that to see, but wherever you listen to your podcast, you can find our podcast. You might be already listening to us there now. And that's what's up, because this was really, as simple as it was, it was a great effort just getting our little duckies in a row, mainly because we are 32 and plus year olds with J-O-B-S. And so it becomes a little tricky, but we have to commit ourselves to the greatness of the art. So yeah, check us out on all platforms. If you feel what we're doing, you know, go ahead and click that PayPal link because we appreciate your support. We need that coin because Michael's not paying us and neither is the estate, but we love you and we want to keep giving you some interesting content. So we here, player. So today's conversation we're talking about, is it scary or not? Where does Michael's spooky journey begin? It's October we're plowing headfirst into Halloween. And as soon as October 1 hits the calendar, everybody pulls out their thriller jacket. And so we're exploring that and trying to figure out uh, the genesis and the journey that Michael went on uh, when he got into his spooky bag. So I think uh, as the users were discussing this earlier in the week, I think we came to an agreement that the sound of spooky has been with Michael for a while. And I think we traced it back to... Uh, the Jacksons era, Heartbreak Hotel seems to be like the first spooky song before um, transitioning into the solo career. And so uh, since there, from there, I picked up, um, what's the first spooky song or what's your favorite Michael Jackson spooky song? Um, so my favorite spooky song, 
um, is definitely, oh my gosh, it's, it's probably a toss up between uh, ghosts and is it scary? Um, so, you know, if I could say for a hot tie, that's those, those two are definitely my favorite two um, spooky songs. Ghost ha just has this kind of sound that's, that's awesome and different and, and the music is, is, you know, on point. Um, and is it scary? Just the lyrics are, are really powerful. And, and it was on the history in the mix album. And it's one of those songs that you just, the first time you hear it, you're like, okay, all right, I see what you're doing here. So, um, so those, those two are my favorite. I'm gonna I'm gonna go with this the gold standard of thriller because do y'all remember this? Like in elementary school, we used to watch this video every Halloween. It gave the teachers 20 minutes to go do whatever it is that they do. They went and did it and they got a 20-minute break. Michael Jackson is responsible for so much in people's lives. Like every year these teachers knew that on a Friday before Halloween, they were gonna get a, a quick break because we were gonna watch this thing. So I gotta give Thriller as my favorite because it has, it just has such a longevity in your life from childhood to adulthood. Everyone remembers this video and watching it and either being scared by it or amazed by it or scared by it at one point and then later you're amazed by it. So I'm gonna say Thriller has to be my favorite because it's, it set the stage for everything that came after. Everything after Thriller is chasing thriller to me. I mean, okay. <sighs> chasing thriller, that's, I feel you. I mean, I get it. I don't agree, but I, I get it. Um, I think my favorite spooky song is a toss up between Heartbreak Hotel, Is It Scary, and Threatened. I think Threatened. That ain't no toss up. That's three. That's what? a three That's way a tie. It's a three way tie. Oh, okay. I I really can't choose. I really can't choose because I feel like they're different experiences. You can choose. No, you can't choose. Don't be that person. Do you want choose. me to choose? I want you to at least narrow it down to two. Not talking about the toss up between A B A C because B and threatened, F. Threatened deserved a video, but it didn't get it. Right. A lot of things deserved a video that it didn't get on Invincible. So that's like, okay, a given. I mean, that's basically everything. We got one That's video. everything. So let's just, okay, let's go with what we got. We can't go with the coulda, shoulda, wouldas. I like the audio experience of Threatened. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And again, Chasing Thriller. He got somebody to do the spoken part, the dude from the Twilight Zone, just like he had with Benson well, Price. I mean, that, but uh, let's let's give due. I'm gonna tell to you, the, Thriller's to the legs, Thriller's. They had to piece together pieces of the Twilight Zone in order to get that full rap. So, because Rod Serling's been gone. So, I mean, shout outs to to everybody who participated in that. Thriller's project. calf legs are so strong from all the running. <laughs> All the chasing that has been done by Michael after the, he can say, "Oh, I didn't want to do another." That's exactly what you were doing. Do I believe you? Am I lying ears? Because that's exactly what was going down, and that's fine. He was trying to chase the glory of that 
Well, if you compare everything to Thriller, of course it's Well, that's what he did. Thriller. Well, I let's just look at what he, he did. did. That I think that he liked. What was that man writing on? No. Y'all not. See, here we go. This is why I'm the honest he one. Liked go the ahead. Thought go ahead. of of having something that was a little different, a little scary. He liked scary movies. He didn't like to watch them, but he liked to scare people because he thought it was fun. So, you know, I mean, you're looking at it through the lens of thriller is the standard and everything else is what it is but maybe michael just enjoyed writing you know creepy things creepy things sold him a hundred million albums so i would have enjoyed writing about demons too and i would have had my oil ready because you cannot keep talking about the devil and think he's not coming and i would have wrote them wrote them lyrics and i would have submitted them and said well let's see this might pay off again oh there's God. nothing wrong with chasing thriller he had an unhealthy i think chase of it at one point when it came down to like cre- creating bad and whatnot we know that he was literally chasing the the album thriller but you know i don't think there's anything wrong with it i think it's just that's what was happening and ghosts is the best thing that he did that was a chase of thriller but distinguishable to me i love threatened but it just didn't like ashley said it did not get it didn't make it because sony said i'm gonna cut you off at any cap yeah they were they was not with the budget so let's back up let's start with thriller because that's where the shit starts spooky season michael everybody knows it october one the spins on thriller they must go 10 times the normal rate you know if thriller sells for a dollar january through september on october 1st the price goes up to five bucks you know if we're just like imagining the value there um so thriller is again it is the marathon runner for sure of the catalog during this month the experience of thriller was this from what i'm from what i'm told <laughs> when this album came out people weren't really checking for thriller as a song I don't think they quite understood the the spooky vibe to the song until the video came out. And I think what was Thriller like the third video from that album after Beat It after Billie Jean and Beat It. Yeah, yeah, yes. So well, the cool thing about Thriller is, and I guess everybody knows. Thriller like tells a story, right? Like it tells this scary story. You add the video to it. And um, I was talking to my sister about this before we, we came on. Like when you list, when you watch the video, the way Michael put all the verses together so that it actually tells the story, right? Because if you listen to the song on the album, it's a verse, chorus, verse, chorus, you know. Um, but to cut the, the, the chorus and put those all together at the end, um, but tell the story in a... Uh, cohesive fashion with the video was really cool um and it was it's very different from ghost because like ghost he's you know there's a you know he's saying are you the ghost of jail basically he's talking about people um he, this was his uh his uh, uh history time when he was angry uh about things that had transpired um but with thriller it's really just a scary story he's trying to tell almost like a like a you know, scary stories you tell in the dark or something like that, which is the cool thing about Thriller. Yeah, I think he was in Frankenstein mode. Um, Michael had expressed that he wanted to do um, larger and larger short films. 
and the journey to get John Landis on board to film Thriller was really important considering he directed American Werewolf in London. Is it American Werewolf in London or is it just Werewolf in London? Yeah, American. Yeah, I, I remember watching it just because I was a Michael fan and I hated it, but I also hate scary movies. Have y'all ever seen it? It's just weird as fuck. Mm-hmm. It's weird. It's not bad, but it's weird. I think seeing how Thriller came out of that is probably the coolest part because the scenes where uh, Michael was morphing, all of that's tested in uh, American mm-hmm. Werewolf where the, the fingernails coming out of the hand and turning into a werewolf and then running through the streets and breaking shit, knocking over trees or people, cars and shit. Um, all that was tested in in that movie. And so John Landis came to this with a bit of an understanding of how to throw together some spooky shit. And um, Michael sought him out. I asked this question earlier because I literally just watched the making of Thriller. Why did John Landis tickle Michael's feet two days in a row? Because he takes off Michael's shoe during the making and says, this is Michael Jackson's foot. And Michael Jackson's very ticklish and he tickles him. And Michael says, this is the second day you did that. You did that yesterday. And I've never paid attention to him saying that. And it only came off as weird today. What the fuck is wrong with John Landis? <laughs> I don't think I ever heard that. And I don't really have an answer for you. Yeah. Uh, that it's, you know. Um, You're going to have to ask John. If or, he's or got Michael. S- yeah, maybe, maybe it was a. Please ask joke. John. Please ask John. Well, John, John might have been a little too comfortable because I didn't. Picking him up and spinning him around every day, you know. In hindsight, seem to enjoy that sort of stuff. Though. I don't know about the foot rub, but the you know the the playfulness of it. He seemed to be, if not, he wouldn't invite the dude back for for black or white. Yeah. Oh, of course. Him back because Michael, you know, don't pay people. So John was like, I need my money Stop up it. front. Don't do that. <laughs> <laughs> now that is, we have heard that. John said, I'm coming, but you got to cut the check first. I just feel like John has a weird relationship with Michael that I've struggled to unpack because he said some disparaging shit about him before he passed away. John, he made a hard pivot into some rude shit about Michael, and I honestly don't remember. Okay, well, let's not even find that. So Thriller happens. Thriller's a success. We get Ola Ray out of Thriller. Watching... Watching that in hindsight, was that video not a Soul Glow commercial or what? Because Shorty's hair was out to her shoulders. Michael had the drip. Her hair looked great. They look like a little black prince and princess. So fucking cute. Michael, that Jerry, I don't know who was doing that Jerry Carroll's back in the day, Um, but it was, they were all, all the brothers, everybody just had an immaculate curl. Joseph was doing them. Probably. That's my thought. That's my guess. I know somebody was doing it in the kitchen. That's how we get down. I remember Reby saying, not Reby, I remember Latoya talking about how she used to braid his hair so it would be bigger when he had a fro, but I don't know who was cornrowing his shit when he switched to the Jerry curl. Can you cornrow the Jerry curl? You can. Cornrow Jerry curl, is that the thing? If you ain't done it, or if you don't know if it can be done, then I'm assuming it can't. 
mean, I'm assuming it can be done. I don't know that we should. We don't know do that. It. Yeah, that is a good idea. Just because you can do it doesn't mean it should be done. So are we saying Mike? Here's the real question: Are you gonna buy Thriller this year to push it to number one? Am I gonna buy Thriller? I don't bought Thrillers. No. 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 I'm sorry. I can't do it. When I was young, I was into, oh, let me go buy another cup. No. No. I have a copy of everything that plays. I have everything on vinyl I want on vinyl. If I want to get a new one, I'll do that. But nah. Everything that's been bought has been bought already multiple times. So I don't know what the estate is trying to prove, but I'm not going to help them prove it. Right. And I think that's kind of the point I have. Like, there's some ways to silently or to passively protest the estate. Don't go by Thriller. It's not helping Michael. It's not helping Michael. What I realized is that Michael already gave us so much content that could either be re-edited or shit that we just haven't seen from Thriller. Like, they could give us a whole director's cut of Thriller. John Landis has given us fucking nothing. They could give us an... Well, they won't allow any. I think that's the thing. The estate is just a mute... They will not allow anything. And the the things that they want to do are not the things the fans ask for. Like a Broadway show. Nobody yeah. asks you know. And that and, shit. And, th- and by the grace of God, by the grace of God, we'll never have to see it. It sounds like it. It keeps getting pushed back and back and back. But they're so, they're probably still going to do it. But Broadway just, is not in a great place right now for obvious no, reasons. And, and I don't see any reason why anyone would come back from a COVID uh, departure from Broadway and invest in some shit that is probably going to be a L. Out the box? Hell no. Oh. Ain't nobody fucking with that. Yeah, I, 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 don't, I don't support this bad thriller thing. I mean, if if you want to do it, cool, but I mean, you got enough copies. You know, Michael Jackson don't need your dollar twenty nine or thirty. There's no point to be proven. It is literally the there is no music video to top it because every single music video blueprints thriller. There's nothing. I mean, the the like she said, the format of it. There's nothing to prove here. Um, and I think sometimes a lot of fans seem to always want to prove something about Michael and I'm going, why? Like, don't the numbers speak for themselves? Don't the influence speak for itself? Don't the record speak for, doesn't the quality of the art speak for itself? There's this constant thing of proving something. And it's like, we don't need Thriller to go to number one to know that, you know, I don't know. But no, I'm not buying that. That's that I need this estate to do more than just ride on the backs of, fans doing any and everything yeah um and not showing any appreciation in return i mean the things people ask for are simple do a making of dangerous do a making of bad they kind of did that with spike 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 did the bad thing right yeah spike did the bad 25 doc and then we we got the off the wall documentary too Mm -hmm. um i wonder um, with L.A. Reid leaving Sony, um, and he left because sexual assault allegations, let's be clear. Uh, 
how because LA did not come off to me as wanting to do that project for the right reason I think in the same way that Clive exploited Whitney until she died I think LA Reed was really excited to get a hold of the Michael catalog and try to flip it while he was with Sony and like I appreciate the documentaries those were great but it's also a lot that was missing from those and it, it kind of weirds me out when we do retrospectives on michael and we have a bunch of people who had nothing to do with the projects giving commentary like when you're doing a deep dive on bad i don't need john legend's commentary john legend was nowhere near the studios or any of the sets when we were shooting bad content so you know, why was he there? Um, you know why he was there? Because your presence in that project is going to get you some, it's publicity for you. Yeah, and that's what I think L.A. was driving. I think L.A. wanted to help the estate in revamping Michael's brand and using Michael to kind of course correct the music. Uh, well, not course correct the music industry, but course correct for Sony. Uh, because of course, like Michael dying in 2009, while we can say they set him up for that, unfortunately, they, they also weren't preparing for it at all. So you can, you can guess that they had budgets planned out that they're assuming Michael's, um, revenue is coming towards and it just wasn't. So I don't know. I wonder about that era and can we revisit, can we revisit revisiting? Can we do it again with some other people in charge and get commentary from the people that we care about, like Brad Buxer and yeah. Bruce uh, Swedeen and Greg Fillingains? Like, we want to dig into that. Yeah, there's a lot there that's just not explored. And I think, uh, and I know we're, this, we're all off topic now, this will get cut out, but I think some of the problem with that is that how, how the estate, the question has surely been asked, what, how do you envision Michael Jackson's trajectory and future being as a posthumous artist, right? And they're going, we want to attract the most people. We want to make him as sugary poppy as we can, because that's what keeps the money coming in. We're not going to dive deep. We're going to keep it all surface level. And that's pretty much what they've done since he's been dead. And surface level got them got a year and a half ago. Yeah, because yeah. the the other side of you know you can't whitewash this man's life and you can't you know whitewash his art you can't put you know some sugar in it like you gotta kind of give it raw and that's not really their that's not their strategy for success yeah but that's the part that's blowing me because if michael has already filmed the making of thriller and you have access to it why not just go re-chop the shit you're not even really doing anything new. All you're doing is giving us the shit we haven't seen. What's they, the beef? Why would they do that when they can make as much money as they have, giving as little as they had? They pocket more of the revenue and the profit. And so they switch it up a little bit so that way they make it new and can add their names to it and get credit. And so therefore they get a piece of the pie. They just switch it up just a little bit. Or that's why there's a Broadway show. Because if I'm not tripping, um, your boy John and all them don't get paid for re-releasing off the wall. But you get paid a lot for coming up with new concepts and creative endeavors. John so, Branca. 
you know, giving us the things we really want, which is what Michael did in his lifetime, not going to make him a whole lot of money. Giving us Got some crap it. that he keeps thinking up and coming and pushing out. I'm not mistaken. That's how he, that's the big bread and butter to being executives of this estate. You come up with new content, new material, and that's where you rake in the big bucks. But giving us remakes of this or that or the making of, I don't think the money is there for that, for them. Because okay. all the fans want is the music. Well, and you know, they just keep repackaging stuff and, and, and trying to shove it down our throats too. Like like I was looking for this podcast and, and doing the, the piece of research that I did do. I was looking at the, the Sony release of Scream from 2017, I believe it was, um, which are suppo- were supposed to be the, the, you know, the scary songs of Michael. And, and it's just the songs that we all already know that we all already have the albums we all already know you know some songs that it's like how did that make the list but okay um but for the most part they just repackaged it sold it and people bought it these are this what we have we have this this is nothing new yeah the fans want you know it's it's about like like my sister said what's gonna make the most money what's gonna bring us the most revenue um with us doing the smallest amount of work possible yeah let's let's move on and talk about ghosts because i think when we talk about revenue ghost was a missed opportunity michael put together that project and released it on network television if i remember correctly and we watched it for years every year multiple times a year on vh1 or mtv Um, and what I realized watching it today for the millionth time, this always upsets me when I think about the hologram. Michael recorded as the skeleton on green screen with the censors and danced his ass off. We have Michael's recorded bodily movements that if I were on the estate, you could literally use for anything. You could throw his ass right back into a video game because we have the choreographed movements. I often think about that Wii game and how they came up with the dance moves, but they could, I don't know if they did. I don't think that they did. This is like a really good time where Randall would pop in with some really <laughs> poignant <laughs> digital information, but I don't think they used his green screen material. They used, they had Travis, who was one of his longtime choreographers, um, actually do choreography and actually have the game. So, um, so there's this, they do like a tutorial for people that don't, you know, that are rhythmically challenged. Mm-hmm. And um, Travis is actually the person doing the tutorial, but he's also the person who is essentially Michael Jackson in the game, which I guess maybe, you know, good for Travis, he got paid. Right. Thank you for calling that out because when I watch it, it looks like Travis. Because mm-hmm. Travis uh, danced with Michael forever. He knew exactly how he moved. Yeah. But you can tell it's Travis. It's close, but that, it, and you saw it. Like it looked familiar because he's always dancing with Michael. But I just don't understand why we literally have that man's movements on CGI and just not the fuck using them. We used it one time 
to turn him into a skeleton and watch his ass move off across a dusty floor in the short film Ghost. And that was, oh no, that was <laughs> that was a great short film. Again, toss up one of my favorites. One of my faves. One of my faves. Also, I on the game too. Shout out to we for that Michael Jackson experience. Because let me tell you, I'll be beating my sons a little behind on that game, and I don't let them win neither. Mm-hmm. We like to hear that. I come on, y'all. You know what we forgot about? What? Spooky. E.T. What a, what a, <laughs> e. Do we? E.T. was an alien. He wasn't a ghost. Someone in the dark. For me. Maybe. <laughs> I mean, if we talk about Michael Jackson's spooky season, I mean, aliens are spooky. E.T. is, there's nothing scary about that young man. He was literally. I was so afraid. You weren't afraid when you were little when that, when that ship came out of the sky? Nobody was afraid of E.T. Nobody was Okay, the very first time niggas seen E.T., he screamed, we screamed, the boy screamed. Yes, that was part of the movie. But after, at the end of the And after that, after that, he was good. Got sick, I was so scared. He was a I POC was so scared. He's a person of color. Y'all were scared of him by the end of that damn movie. Stop that. Don't do that. He was definitely not white. We know that for sure, but um, thank you for bringing back E.T. into our remembrance, and we're going to swiftly move past it and go right back to Ghost. Um, so, Thriller is Michael's first truly short film you can say beat it and billy jean had short film elements to it but thriller's the first long short film from there he makes a ton of them then we get to ghost which is its own movie its own project pulled from the content in history slash history in the mix slash blood on the dance floor um and you see a ton of things in that very short documentary that's easy to find on YouTube, The Making of Ghost, that was uh, hosted by VH1. So shout out to them. Um, I forgot that Debbie Rowe was on the set driving him around on the back of that motorcycle when he was dressed up as that mayor. On the scooter. On the scooter. No, it was a Harley. It was a hog. Big Deb. Yeah, it was a hog. It was a hog. She was driving that Harley. Yeah, it was... Okay, it was Debbie on that thing. Okay, she was hauling. And then I remembered, oh, that is why her child likes them damn motorcycles and he don't even fuck with her. Isn't that crazy how genetics work? He literally inherited the motorcycle from her. Oh, Deb. Deb, Isn't that wild? Why was Debbie there at Ghosts? Why was she there? Because she had babies with that man. What you talking about? You taking your baby daddy to work with you? No, she came to see him on set. She didn't have nowhere to fucking be. (laughs) (laughs) That's what I said. Why was she there? Like She showed up to see him because he. they said he had... When Stan Winston called him to say, I've got this project that I think you need to dig into... He says, I want you to do 
a, a short film. I want it to be scary. It's going to be long hours. It's going to be tons of makeup. It's going to require a lot of hardcore dancing. Are you into it? And he said, yes. And I think she may have shown up because he was pulling those long hours on the set. We know they pulled long hours during Thriller. Um, but yeah, I think Debbie showed up because he was on set all day for, for all that time. And oh, I was talking about the Thriller guy. He said it was 10 after 10 and they had been on set since 4 a.m. Yeah, that was a lot. That was, that was, that's real dedication to your craft and to what you're doing. When you stay up that late to get the job done, like you believe in what you're doing. Everybody who worked on that was just top notch. Like uh, we were talking about Michael Peters um, and the choreography, and he was already a big name before Michael in the dance world. He, yeah. he danced with Avin Ailey. He did uh, Debbie Allen and he, I think were really good friends. And yeah, he did Dream Girls too. He did Dream Girls. He did Donna Summers. Uh, oh, I didn't know that. Did, um, yeah, he did. Um, what's the Donna Summers song he did? But he did. He helped uh, Angela Bassett get her Tina Turner. And um, yeah, you, you're talking about like everybody that was involved in the making of this short film. It was like the stars aligned for Thriller. It and was. They didn't know it though, but they did. They didn't yeah. know it. He didn't know it. And I peeped that there were some folks on set that had Twilight Zone shirts. And I'm I'm guessing they worked on the Twilight Zone set. Okay. Um, yeah, but I seen a couple folks that was doing his makeup that had on Twilight Zone shirts. And I was like, oh, I wonder if they worked on that set too. Because that would be a nice resume to bring to the thriller set. That would be such a nice resume. Okay, so he worked on Love to Love You by Donna Summer, which everybody knows by Donna oh. So he got her life right with the choreo. Ah. I mean, this guy was like, he also did some Lionel Richie work. He was in the Lionel Richie video. For, did he um, do the Dancing on the Ceiling song? I don't know. He did Diana Ross too. He yes, he Diana did. Ross. I think he choreographed um, the Central Park show. Did he? I really think he did. I... This guy was just phenomenal, and his life, not to diverge out, but, like, he was a real big player in the game, and you could see in the making of Thriller, his, and Michael said, I worked with him on Beat It, and I told John Landis, I want to bring him back, so when we talk about, like, Michael being in the community, this is really before he went pop, pop, pop. You know, bringing in, and he still, he always knew to bring in for the dancing and the musicians. He knew who to go get. Not to say he didn't reach out. You know what I mean? Not to say he didn't. He worked with all people. But there's something about black musicians that there's that's a close knit group, especially once you get to that level. And they know who the baddest is for everything. They know who to call if you won't need a choreographer, you know, and who you call you need a bass player. Like he's working, you know what I mean? Look at who he's working with, the brothers Johnson. And, you know, that came from Quincy Jones. But, you know, he's working with these really big names, black names in art and musicians. So, like, Michael Peters was just an extension of Michael really seeking out the best of the best. And, um, unfortunately, Michael Peters certainly um, gone too soon. He died really young um, from complications from AIDS at a time when people really didn't understand what was going on with that. But um, I think, like I said, I think Debbie Allen really keeps his memory alive. There's some stuff in his honor that still kind of happens in the dance world so yeah and 
um, Cheryl Lee Ralph, who was Dina Jones in the original Broadway Dreamgirls production, she, of course, was very inspired by working with him. And he's one of the reasons, his passing is one of the reasons why she started um, an AIDS awareness nonprofit really? as well. Mm-hmm. I didn't and know it, that. Yeah, yeah. She's, uh, she's been doing some phenomenal work for decades in that, yeah. um, in that reign. But yeah, Michael Peters really was that guy. And uh, we certainly pay our respect to him because his movements, um, the way going, talking about thriller, I realized how Michael Peters framed Michael Jackson with two black women. And for some, I've, I've seen both of them women every time I ever watched thriller, but this was the first time I internalized what it meant for both of them to be one on the left and one on the right. In the in the video, yeah, the, yeah. The, and let's always talk about that. This is because we're talking about, and we know this from you know, we've all done some bands, some chorus, some stuff like that. The people in the front, these are the best you got. Okay, these are the ones. So, a, it's not you know, take nothing from nope. Everybody in this video was like phenomenal, but you bring your best dancers into the frame, and you bring you know what I mean to support your lead, and absolutely those ladies you could like like you said their movements michael peters his own movements like his body like you knew like we don't give enough respect to to um black uh, dance theater we just don't like people yeah. do not talk about that enough i don't know if you've ever seen out Al- the alvin a- ailey uh troop absolutely you seen them yeah i we haven't seen them live but i've watched enough of them uh, on you youtube see they were you supposed gotta, to come yeah. to charlotte before covid so i am sensitive about it I, I know, I'm sorry. Yeah, we saw them um, in uh, Chapel Hill. And um, I mean, we just don't talk enough about Black trained dancers in the theater. And that's where Michael Peters came out of. So you see all these influences on Michael's dance style. It wasn't just James Brown. It wasn't just Jackie Wilson. It was the Alvin Ailey dance troupe, those dancers too, influencing his style. And you saw it come out right? Because he talked about in the making of Thriller, I would do this, and he would say, I don't like that. Or he would do that, and I would say, I don't like it. And we would just collab back and forth off of each other. So, um, that's the sort of stuff I would, you know, just going, I wish we could explore more on a uh, on a, an official level, because there's so much content out there that I'm sure we have, n- we've never seen, you know? Yeah. That would yeah. be, you know, crazy. I immediately wanted to manifest an interview with both of those beautiful black women and any other black women who were dancing behind him because the power that has the strength that okay. has but time out and cut this that's a whole nother thing about getting some people who were dancing in the video or part of that some black people trying to connect with them and getting them on we're gonna we're gonna break this somewhere and i'm gonna get Margot. she just don't know it yet i'm gonna get her Margo, but we gotta get, get your ass I'm gonna get her. But I think that's actually a good idea. You just threw it out there. Mm-hmm. Whoever those women are, nobody's talking about them. Like you said, you, you that video is nothing without them because my the, like like it's just the way they reached up to grab that guitar and swirl that yeah. shit around. They were just like, what are they saying? This is it. Like the dancers are an extension of Michael Jackson. I think Thriller is like the prototype. It's like the video you look to for that. If you need a video to explain that to you, watch Thriller. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They framed him. I mean, just flawlessly. Perfect. 
with those dancers. Name name two music videos that are better than Thriller. Seriously. Of Michael's? A- anybody's. <laughs> I'm not going to do that. Not, don't, don't do Michael against Michael. Find somebody else because we can go back and forth about what's Michael's best video. Take Michael's whole catalog out of it. Another artist like that has a better video than Thriller. Nah, it's not no better video than Thriller. It's not. Like, there's a reason why it is the anthem of Halloween. Absolutely. That did, that wasn't just that wasn't just, you know, marketing. There's a real legit reason. Yeah, let's let's go back to Ghost real quick. We talked about Michael Peters and his involvement. So um, we talked about Michael Peters and um, what he contributed to the choreography and the overall vibe of Thriller. Travis Payne coming in on Ghosts and literally sitting on the floor with Michael and tapping it at different angles until they could figure out what is the sound that we want the audience to hear? That's some crazy shit. Yeah, Michael was into stuff like that. Like, didn't um, when that Rodney Jerkins that said we were going out to the, the trash mm-hmm. pile to bang on crap and figure out what sound we wanted? Like, that's so Michael. And um, he, he was, I mean, he was committed to bringing you the best of him ghost was uh an it was ghost was ghost came about at an interesting time because this was michael 3.0 or 4.0 but this was michael reinventing himself for ghosts and um he was on the heels of a really bad couple of years and trying to reestablish himself and reintroduce himself to the public and i think in some way maybe he thought why not do that through something that the the public has received well of me, but let me put a spin on it and make it relevant to my today. Yeah. I also want to call out Lavelle Smith who worked with Michael several times. He was also um, uh, serving as a choreographer for Michael on the ghost set again michael said he wanted to do something scary but that couldn't be it It needed to be a larger story and um the story of the maestro versus the mayor is very much what michael dealt with in going up against santa barbara and um tom snedden and i think you know he's reflecting on that in 1996 when they're making this video or the short film sorry michael um but also, I think he's calling out the fact that his appearance has morphed. One, because he's grown up in front of our faces and he's gone from a little person to an adult human. Uh, but also, he's gone through transformations. And so it's like a subtle um, reference to it, but he's not calling that out completely. If you watch or, or if you take note of the storyline that's kind of what michael's revealing and it's almost it's almost autobiographical when you look at it through that through that lens because you know he's ridiculed he dances his ass off to get everybody to accept him it doesn't work and he says okay you want me to go i just go and smashes his face into the floor and 
then you realize, you know, it was all just a performance. Um, With Ghost, too, I mean, Michael also alludes to to the children, right? That was his thing, that children understood him and adults didn't. And I know, look, look, y'all, I know we don't like talking about the kids, with Michael, but that was the, the the main premise, right? The kids of the town liked him, right? They were scared, but they were intrigued. Um, and the adults were the ones who really didn't understand him. So, I mean, even if you you think about like childhood, the song childhood, and you know, um, he was he was also <laughs> don't shake your head, don't shake your head over here, okay? <laughs> I'm laughing on mute because <laughs> it's all is that's exactly what he was trying to say. And and long term it didn't hold up, Michael. It didn't yeah, hold up. You know, and but he did it. He said what he said, he did what he did, like the lost children, he said what he said. You know, he, he got it past somebody. Somebody okayed that. Let me give a shout out right now to Ramon Bain. Um because to have Michael Jackson as a client has got to had had to have been somebody okayed that. That's all I'm a saying. A task. That's all I'm saying. And as a black woman, we have so little patience for the bills. Well, we just don't deal with a lot of crap, and it's because we we're given so much crap to deal with by the world that we try to not engage in things voluntarily that will add to that stress. Mm, you preaching. <laughs> and this black man right here was stressed. Well, all I'm saying Michael is, is just like every other black man on planet Earth. <laughs> you, you make it hard for us to help. You make it hard for us to love you is what you do because yeah. we, it's toxic. Like mm-hmm. someone had to have said to this man, and it might've been Janet, Mike, or Reby, brother. Don't do nothing with children. Don't bring them on the set. They're not if they're not yours. Don't bring them on the well, set. Don't create a storyline around it because he he, for everything that he meant to do with Ghost, it's a Ghosts is a Michael Jackson fan community favorite. It is not a broader. Uh, it is not a broad. Um, except it's not a pop culture reference it is not a pop culture reference in part because he just refused to live by new rules post the last couple of years of crazy he went through and i think a lot of people too like the broader you know audience also saw ghosts as like a a thriller 2.0 like they were like oh well we've seen this before seen it from honestly i mean listen you watched the making of ghosts which was a really good you know little mini doc um i mean the choreo was was you know it slapped i mean the 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 concept of it all was very interesting even to do like these ghosts in this old mansion and they're all dressed in period pieces and it was it was ghoulish but it wasn't like the zombie kind of feel of thriller so it all was different but to just the 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 you know world at large it 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 all looked the same and so that's probably why as fans we can appreciate it more um but the you know everyone else is just like well i've seen this i mean it's not thriller and it's not thriller it's a good short film i mean (laughs) there are good parts 
Um, I don't like us like you said. I don't know if you should bring in the little children, but if you look at Ghost and fast forward to 1998, I believe it was the Backstreet Boys doing um, "Everybody Backstreet's Back," and the concept of that video was really close to Ghost. If you watch the two side by side. Um, it's really similar. The guys get stranded somewhere. They go in this old house. It's weird, ghostly things happening, and then they turn into ghouls, right? Um, and they sing and they dance. And so, I mean, Michael still had influence on the pop culture, um, even with ghosts. It just wasn't as broad or as noticeable, I think, as as like Thriller was. Thriller was the thing, right? Yeah. That is the staple. I think Ghost was about testing technology. Uh, Michael was in a place where this is coming out of him working on um, the Sonic soundtrack that we briefly talked about. <laughs> I think he was testing technology as in, um, so remember, they were calling it the impossible shot when everybody climbs up the walls, right? Mm -hmm. And they talked about the technology they use to get them niggas up the wall right so they did the scenes on the set where they strapped them to harnesses and they tried to walk up the columns and they walked as far as they could but they also did shots on green screen in the big cube that used to rotate and if anybody remembers making uh the video making the video but yeah so janet tested that technology in her music video um, on the Nutty Professor soundtrack, in sync did a video in that bye, cube, bye, bye. yeah, and the bye 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 video. Everybody started using the cube in videos after that, but that wasn't until um, like ninety nine, two thousand, two thousand one. Michael has folks in the cube in nineteen ninety six, way before people were using that technology. But also, um. I want to call out how Michael said in the making of the video that he was playing himself. But when Stan Winston, the director, is talking about it, he says he's playing the character of Maestro. Well, I thought is, that was interesting. Well, he's, he is. He's the orchestrator of all the foolishness going on around him all the time. Let's I talk mean, about it. Go, 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 go. That's real. I mean, Michael is playing himself. In his mind, he's playing himself, right? He is is and he is the maestro he coordinated everything everything good and bad michael had a hand in it you know whether he intentionally meant to do it or not he had a hand in it and you know even on the making making of the video even on the set I and mean, if you remember he's sitting on the floor with travis and a bunch of other people and he's talking about you know there's this one point in the video where they do this kind of beatbox kind of thing on the floor and he's like tapping the floor he's like i want to make a new sound you know i want to make you know and and it's it's it, it's like he's still orchestrating he's the conductor of the band right he's telling all these people that are here working i want something that's never been seen before figure it out right that's what he did in his life they told him don't have any little children running around what did he do he went and got a bunch of them you know, I mean, Michael did what he wanted to do. He was the maestro. So he is playing himself. He sounded like the ringmaster. Exactly. Yeah, like the ringleader, he called shots. I'll, well, I was going to mention Brittany because 
did you you were just talking about Britney Spears when you mm-hmm. were talking about the circus? I want to make sure. So I feel like it, the reason why Thriller owns Spooky Season and nobody knows about ghosts is because Michael was firmly in his post head shave Kevin Federline and Britney era of his <laughs> life because at this point um he has been married been divorced popped up with a new wife who's now mm-hmm. on the set on a fucking Harley and got two kids one one is on his way out and the other one is shortly behind. And at that point, Michael had orchestrated so much chaos and then had a literal criminal accusation hanging over him to where didn't nobody want to hear that shit. He firmly placed himself in a situation where it was like, you know what, Michael? Maybe I don't need another spooky thing from you because you are wilding out right now. Because you are the spooky thing and we don't need you to recreate it. Yeah, no, I think, I think that that is, that's, I think that I th- it's, a, it's a cult classic, right? You have to be a fan to really appreciate the, the ins and outs of ghosts. And like, you remember when BH1 used to do those Michael Jackson weekends, they would normally do it around this time too. And they would just go on a binge and they would just show you all this content from him. And I really enjoyed that um they don't do that anymore if you wanted to do that you'd have to recreate it yourself um but you know he ghost was just again you know once you've kind of seen it once people are people don't have a great attention span so it was really something that fans latched onto but the general public and maybe at this point michael was speaking to his fans um understanding that he had already built such a gigantic fan base. Everybody's quote unquote a fan, but even the diehards, he had created such a a diehard fan base. It didn't matter. It didn't matter if no one else wanted to buy an album or watch a video. He had amassed millions around the world who would buy his stuff sight unseen. Invincible could have been a bunch of tracks of Michael talking about nothing and it would have still <laughs> sold millions of copies well yeah. I, even in the, the video ghost i mean it's not just the song ghost right he snuck too bad in there right mm, he, mm. he hit you know uh is it scary in there and if you didn't if you didn't purchase you know history in the <laughs> Okay, then you don't even know what is is it scary is right like it's and how did how did those songs how did those songs chart they 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 weren't great on the charts but that's the thing like every time i hear too bad i mean he hell he had shack rapping on it okay michael didn't care he is the feds he wasn't going about (laughs) (laughs) he wasn't going for chart topper he had Shaquille O'Neal rapping on that song. He was going for a statement. He was making what statement was he making with Shaq? Y- y'all know, not with Shaq, but with Too Bad. You know, I, I, I stand in though you're kicking me. Come on now, that oh, song yeah, slap. Now like, that is, song so is like song. it's basically like F you and I used to like you, 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 but F you too. Like he he's not he doesn't care anymore, right? He has he he does not care. He doesn't care anymore and he still cares too much. Yeah. I mean, we're not enough (laughs) because if he cared enough, we wouldn't have had a repeat 
of yeah. some of the things. I mean, any if you listen, if these fans want to stand me down, I'll stand you down any day. If he had changed behaviors, a hundred percent. Yeah. These, he felt like he was innocent, right? Why should I have to change what I'm doing because y'all wrong? Because we said so. Right. And we all <laughs> see the issues with that. I mean, listen, everybody watched Living with Michael Jackson. Everybody cringed. Oh, we're gonna dig in to that. We all stressed out about that. But he did it. He did what he did. He said what he said. You know, um, he had to get Maury, of all people, to come back and say, no, it didn't really go down like that completely. But at the end of the day, you know, it was a mess. Maury talking about the lie detector test. <laughs> he got more. Here's the footage you were never meant to see. Shout out to Maury, because let me tell you well, something. Well, I have a question. Like I have a real question. Given, and I mean, this is a serious question. Given what Michael was accused of and given, I mean, let's just be honest, the uncertainty people if you did not know michael personally or you did not take a vested interest in finding out the details of this case there was a good a couple of good investigative journal art journalists yeah artists um investigative journalists who wrote articles that were really good there was a really good one and i think um was it Van- vogue or vanity fair they came out with a really good article about all the background to the allegations and the pe- the players involved um and the you know the hidden tapes that no one had heard you know that kind of laid out the scheme to get him but let's say you didn't know which most people don't read so let's say you didn't see any of that you just have the television and people and jet jet was nice to michael uh but you just have that um how did most people feel at that point i think at best to be honest you could say people were 50 50 you know about what you know, happened. So it makes me wonder for Ghost, he had like 12 kids out on this thing. And some of them were known actors, like faces you knew. But what did that look like for parents signing off on that? And were there any, you know, what was the climate around that saying, okay, Michael's uh, second video, was, was this the second thing he did? Because we know it was supposed to be a part of Adam's family values, but right. it didn't happen. The second thing he did for what? For, um, history um you talking about the second video yeah was this like the second project for visual project honestly i will have to look at a timeline because i know scream was one and and also remember that is it scary and shit was on blood on the dance floor but even according even according to itunes Blood on the Dance Floor didn't come out until 97, the following year. So it's like he he may have made this in that weird gap between history and Blood on the Dance Floor and knew that the content was kind of being pulled in two different directions and didn't know, like, okay, like, is this a history project or is this a whole different budget? Yeah, and I, yeah, and I mean, I wonder how we came up with this treatment to even include children, given the heels of what he went through. You know that there was pushback. And he still chose to do it. And, and somebody and, okayed it, like I said. Well, earlier. no, he okayed it because I think he ended up footing the bill for a lot of this anyway. And so he okayed it. But again, it doesn't matter if you think he did or didn't. And we we don't think he did. We think the evidence points to that. But it's just a bad, it looks bad. It's like say, someone accusing you of stealing from, um, stealing some white diamond perfume. Not, not and that, and you say, I never stole that. And every time you come around, we smell that white diamond perfume. Like, <laughs> <laughs> like <laughs> it's 
That was a really weird comparison. I'm just saying, it's like, well, we smell it. So why are you doing this? Why are you coming around with the white diamonds on? Yeah, I I also appreciate that most deaf was one of the adults in this. And apparently Shayna Mantegal, shorty that is my girl. Adamant that she She did. She said Michael smashed down, right? I mean, she's cute as fuck, but I just Why don't. You gotta go all the way there. I'm, I, we all know it's unsubstantiated, <laughs> but let's just call a thing a thing. Shorty said she's in the shit. What are you going to do? Let me go get her book. And can we talk about Do you book? have it? Do I? Oh, my God. My God. Can we talk about how the acting was horrible, too? All of it? <laughs> the best actor and they was the ones that we that ain't questioned those are the people in question of the children michael really when michael says freak boy freaky freaky freak boy i'm like michael who, 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 what? you want to know what else is funny to me <laughs> i mean i laughed at this for a good while all right michael joseph jackson dressed as a white man who's yeah. the mayor. Yeah. Why? Yeah. Tell me why is that the accent of an old black man? He sounds like something. He sounds like something's in his mouth. Like he's holding a piece of gum in between his cheek, and he's supposed to be chewing it because he's in church. Here, you know, he's southern. Going. No, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Yeah, it's a lot going on. Yeah, I guess he was supposed to be a Southern person, but everybody from the South, shout out to everybody who's a Southern person like like I am. Um, like anybody, all of us are. Like we all are. Anybody that's not from the South cannot do a Southern accent convincingly. Oh, it they, was miserable. They, yeah, and Michael, Michael from Gary. He started doing it, and he, I don't know his uncles, but I guarantee that's who the fuck he sounded like because when he started trying to <laughs> chop up the syllables, I was like, Michael, you yeah. don't sound like an old white man in California yeah. in the in I some mansion in the hills. Yeah. You sound like some uh, black man who just got off working the railroads in Mississippi yeah. somewhere. Like, I didn't understand. <laughs> I, I don't everything think. was bad. There was no acting coaches, there were no acting coaches used in making of ghosts. It was awful. The best part actually is the actual music video. Oh yeah. The, the acting is awful. The, the I mean, even just the fake scariness is awful. Now, Michael, it was fun. It's funny. It's awful. I think it's if so you if you don't okay, this is if Michael was here, he would be hot. He could, and I'd stare him down too and tell him it was a mess. The best part he did was at the end when he cracked his face on the floor. Now that was some cool shit. That was, that was good. pretty cool. That was I good. will say this. Mm-hmm. I will say them shits was bops. Michael was dancing the fuck down. But if you take this as seriously as he did, you're gonna miss a lot of laughs. B- Bobby, take him with you, please. Come on, Bob. Come on. Bobby yeah. loves getting on the pod. I'm not cutting that. You guys need to know. Bo- Bobby is user three. Bobby is Paw Patrol, but he don't control <laughs> one thing in this neighborhood. He has no power. Zero. <laughs> 
Oh man. So uh yeah, if you take Ghost, the short film, seriously and don't zoom out and laugh at Michael Jackson rolling his eyes around in his head. <laughs> Well, this was also Michael trying to live out his dream of being an actor. Yeah. Like a legit actor. He, I think he was using it as a, a, a acting reel. Because <laughs> at this point, his acting reel is The Wiz and all of his music videos. He ain't got no appearances and no other films since then. Why do you think he never got picked up as a serious actor? I think he was too caught up in the music to be a serious actor. You can't split that baby in half. But he wanted to. He wanted to, yeah, but by that point, he was too deep in the motion. Like, he but I mean, like, the 80s, like, the reason he did The Wiz was because he wanted to act. And right. so when we get through the whole eight, by the 90s, I think it was out the door. But why do you think he didn't explore it in the 80s? In the 80s, I think he was just too busy, honestly. Like, Mm -hmm. you got all the Jackson albums under contract. Then you bang out your solo projects pretty much back-to-back through 88. And then he took a break and hops right back on it in, like, 90, 91 for the dangerous situation. I don't think he had time with the amount that he invested into his work and then the amount of leisure time that he absolutely demanded to just like go fucking frolic around Neverland. But I also think by 1996, Michael's in a place where of course he's been ostracized in the industry and essentially blackballed um, from participating in anybody else's stuff. He's solely surviving by creating his own content, being an artist. I don't think script writers knew what to write for Michael at that time because they didn't know what to make of him. They thought they strictly thought of him as a colorless person at this time and colorless people don't exist except on men in black. We can plug him in there. Um, and he can just be Michael Jackson on, uh, the moon somewhere, Mm -hmm. but you know, he, who is he going to play? Is he going to play a black character or a white character? And Hollywood has always been very black and white. And Michael placed himself literally and figuratively in a colorless zone. And writers didn't know what the fuck to do with that. And I also think he probably hurt his own feelings doing that because he ended up surrounding himself by a bunch of people who didn't really know or understand the black experience. So there's nobody who's able to think outside the box and say, Oh, Michael just needs to be a superhero. Fuck it. Just, you know, think about moonwalker and, and give him something that jazz that shit up with some 1998 technology. Like all those opportunities were there, but um, the time restraints plus these accusations that swirled around his head, all of the 90s and then this colorless era that folks were you know viewing him as you know it, it kind of just created too many barriers for him to expand in that area Whitney Houston didn't have a problem because Whitney no. you know she, she one she was tired of being a pop princess Diana Ross didn't have that problem Diana didn't have that problem because Barry Gordy owned both sides of that game. So he controlled what she was doing in the studio and on camera. And it was similar like that to The Wiz. He owned the rights to The Wiz. So Michael, even though they had just transitioned out of 
uh, the Motown era, it's not difficult for him to assimilate back into that routine where Barry Gordy's kind of controlling, you know, both sides of the game. Do you think that part of it is Michael didn't give enough of his, of himself authentically, relatably to the public for them to even figure out how to cast this dude? Um, no, I think it was simply that Hollywood is really white and they barely know how to write for black actors who do nothing but act like that's what they do. They don't do shit else and they don't get the content to express what our lifestyles are like. So you have Michael who at this point is he's not a race anymore. He's a megastar. That's some other shit. Um, they don't know what the fuck to do with that because they don't. You don't know how to strip off the Michael Jackson shine of it all. See, I don't know if that's true because I think the Michael Jackson shine is what gives it to you. That's the Michael Jackson shine is. This is how you throw Michael in a biopic about Jackie Wilson, like at the time, or uh, Frankie Lyman, or you. This is how you throw Michael into things that are they're easy crossover uh, um, projects for him into into film that he can handle it's gonna sell it's gonna it's gonna be it's gonna be big and i don't i don't make i think he i don't like you said i think it might have came down to he didn't have the time and or let's say he did have the time because he took a lot of time between projects he chose to do captain eo while he was doing captain eo for disney and he did et for et he probably should have been picking up a more serious project if he wanted to be a film actor because he pigeonholed himself into children's work he tried he what do you try he auditioned for the chorus line movie i know i don't well i don't know if he auditioned for it but i know he was up for the role of the only black character in chorus line and he was supposed to get it but I can't remember how Michael ended up losing that spot, but I think it came down to the fact that Thriller really was too big and to have him play a minor role in a video. Oh, no, he can't play a minor role. He, yeah. After Thriller, he has to play. But that's what he wanted. He kind of he either wanted to do superhero or he just wanted to be a part of an ensemble cast and play off of other people like he did in The Wiz. Well, he then he killed his own acting career because you're not an actor. So you have to get in in roles that make sense. They might be more strenuous roles. You might have to take a more starring role. That's clearly what they're going to want after Thriller. Or you have like, but you're not a you're not a tried and true actor. The Wiz was a tank in theaters, but a hit in black communities. But as far as money, it was a loser. They did not make the money back for that, so the investment didn't pay off. So your only acting credit is a loss. You know, you have to. Yeah, you're great in music, and we're going to use that power to bring you over to film. But you have to be willing to, like I said, do the Jackie Wilson movie maybe and be Jackie. You said he influences you. Let's like maybe you have but to do that. You're talking about projects that don't even that never had a shot during that era. Like the Jackie uh, Wilson story has not been made yet to this day. Now, <laughs> if you're talking about him playing Frankie Lyman in uh, Why Do Fools Fall in Love, that movie came out short. What probably two years after Ghost did. Michael's not playing Frankie mm-hmm. Lyman. No. But so, you know what I'm saying? I mean, I'm just using that as an example. I'm saying yeah. I'm sure projects were I know projects were pitched plenty. And, you know, it was I think he said no to a lot of things because it wasn't and again, look what he said yes to. So we know he was getting pitched projects. He said yes to children's things. So now you are really pegging yourself into a particular genre. It's not like he even diversified the projects he was doing. He literally uh, 
you know, hitched his wagon to children's projects. Like what? Like other than E.T.? E.T., Captain EO. Captain EO's not a child. It's Disney. Disney. Yeah, it is Disney, but so is Star Wars. Okay, but that's not Star Wars with the little Muppets in the background. He thought that shit and was the Star singing. Wars. <laughs> he, he, he thought a lot. He didn't have that's a Star Wars budget. That, 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 <laughs> yeah. I mean, E.T. E. and Captain EO yeah. are children's, pro- geared to children, to, to children. Those are projects geared to children. And that's fine. He That's an audience he wanted to make sure was being given attention and a voice and that's fine but it also blocked him out from serious roles because people couldn't like you said how can you envision him what role can you envision him as the lover boy like no no um maybe (laughs) you know like the nerd maybe the quiet kid that's really you know like has like a depth to him but he's very quiet and overlooked yeah Are, are we talking about yeah now that was the character in chorus line basically it was um a young black boy who was just trying to fight to be in the chorus line surrounded by a bunch of white people and a, a couple other hispanics like maybe maybe um but yeah i just think the time when the roles that were coming out around the time around the 80s michael just really fucking missed the boat because he had too much pop shit going on he got he got these hits. He got Joseph in his ear talking about let's get back on the road. He got Calvin talking about Joseph get back on the road. You know, he's still living at their house. You know, it's a lot of chaos for Miguel at this point in his life. So anything after the eighties, Michael is it wasn't realistic for him to uh, I agree. Yeah, he's not he's not he The eighties was his window to get That was it. I think he got trapped and he kind of calls it out in ghosts. Uh, the two, two things we just talked about one um, talking about how um, he loved the character of the mayor. And he talked about how he had not ridden in a car with his mother in 10 years at this point. So this is 1996. He has not ridden in the front seat of a car with his mama in over 10 years. And the day he dressed up like the mayor, he rode home with her. And he said, nobody looked out their window. Nobody honked their horn. And he appreciated that. So Michael's caught up in that part of dressing up that it's escapism from the superstardom that ain't, ain't no way around at this point. And he also talked about um, the fact that um, he he expected perfection. And there's a scene where Stan says, at this point, we've literally shot this from every angle and we, we don't have enough film to keep recording. We can't get any more shots. And Michael says, oh, yes, you can. And then he points to his head and starts tapping his brain as if you're not thinking hard enough on how to figure that out. This is how he was all the time. So I think um, being trapped in that celebrity certainly prevented him from other projects, um, but maybe even his perfectionism too. Yeah, no, I don't disagree. And yeah, and I think I think leaning in heavily to the latter, just the idea of needing to be perfect. Well, we talked about how long it took for them to get bad out because the dude would just not commit and say, okay, this is okay. You know, just really searching for perfection. And I think that that's, that's a great attribute to have to say, I want to be my 
best, but it's also can be your Achilles heel. And I think that's what happened with Michael because you're in, you're not infallible. You're fallible. You're human. You're going to make mistakes. You, you, perfection, you ain't going to reach in this body. Okay. So no matter how hard you strive for it, you're going to do your very best. And that's what you need to be care uh, to be uh, accepting of, not of some, some unattainable standard, which is what Michael had. But because he kept reaching for it, we got this phenomenal art. But the cost of getting that art, I think, was too great to the human being who was pushing beyond human limits because he couldn't sustain it. Yeah. And his life in the end showed that to be true. Yeah, I called out um, in the group chat how poorly Michael's skin was treated. And I thought about it watching Thriller and Ghost back to back. And then I thought, well, damn, The Wiz was basically the same thing where Michael's most effective when he is dressed as something else because it we've known him for so long that you literally can't just look at him and tell that it's him in order for you to fall into believing in, in his character. He, I think it, he recognized that he needed to take on a disguise because he started taking it on in his personal life. And we know that from pictures going way, way back where he's putting in buck teeth and putting on wigs and shit, which I wonder how his trick-or-treating was, honestly. Um, I don't think he got to participate, but I hope he tried that a couple of times. Like, really, just go to the hood and trick or treat with Bucky to see how they go. But yeah, um, he went out with his kids though in Virginia, didn't he? Yeah, we should have. Man, we should have rolled. Uh, we were in high school. Like yeah, we could have rolled up. We ain't had nothing to do but go to, yeah. go to first block. What was we gonna roll up in? I was driving my mama truck, and ain't no way she was gonna let me get away with it for that long. But. But about Michael's transformation in these creative endeavors, like the the shit they put his face through um, was just ridiculous. And I know they weren't like telling him to moisturize immediately after and, you know, making sure that he's putting on toner and all that shit. You know that the wear and tear of that, doing that for several weeks in a row, depending on, you know, you're shooting a short film or a movie. It's going to be a couple weeks. It's going to be a couple months in the um, case of The Wiz where you're just getting this damage done to your face every day. They literally put tape directly on Michael's skin with the little bulbs that were pulsing under the skin of the werewolf in Thriller. Why are y'all putting tape directly on that man's face like that? Yeah. And he, you could tell he looked ashy immediately afterwards. I mean, it looked dry. It It looked like it was flaking. And so I think about post pepsi commercial because when i was watching thriller and he did the the facial cast and how they had to peel that off i was trying to think you know is this before or after the pepsi accident and how sensitive is his scalp at this point and i really don't know we need to do a google um for anyone listening to this talk about it in the comments um but michael we know that he suffered from a lot of pain from that injury. And so in 1996, he's going through two or three different characters or layers on these characters for a couple of weeks. And you know, that's fucking his skin up. Like I think about the wear and tear that was done to his body and how draining that had to have been and how in the long term that shit was no good for him. Not great at all. 
And I just wish there were better professionals around. It would have been like, all right, put this cold cream on as soon as we yank this fucking plaster off your face. Beautiful. We know that your skin is sensitive. Buttercup, we're going to go the extra mile. But no, you got a bunch of bros who fucking do paint and shit. (laughs) And they're fucking that man's actual face up. But... I just went off on a tangent about facial care of Michael Jackson. It's That's okay. Let's go to, um, let's move to Threaten since that's a big part of the spooky catalog that everybody. That's the last part of it. <laughs> that's it. I think, I, I honestly think it's a stretch to include some of the songs they include, like Scream and Dangerous and Scream's not a scary song. Blood on the Dance Floor can go in there. Because of the name, but I mean, you know, like I say, you know, I was talking to my sister yesterday. I was like, can we include Morphine? Because that one's a scary song to me. Morphine is crazy. (laughs) Man, can you imagine hearing that walking through a haunted house? Can you imagine someone singing Demerol? Oh God. oh God! He's taking Demerol. Shout out to like. Marie. There's so much. Michael trying to do therapy through his music was not the move. I appreciate it though. I think he learned that from Marvin Gaye, where they were kind of they were dedicated to expressing every emotion on tape. I think Stevie Wonder kind of laid that foundation as well in saying that he literally wanted to explore every human emotion on the songs in the key of life, and I think. Michael was from that era where he took that very personally and said, you know, I'm going to go ahead and tell them about the shit. But the way he did it was unhealthy because he was not seeking help for the thing. What's worse is that the song didn't gain any attention after it came out. Yeah, that's like... The song gained attention after he died because people were like, oh... People were trying to piece it together. They they barely... Barely. Who who actually took the time to dig into that shit? Like that would have been a worthwhile. And maybe we should because I mean it's like you said we need to talk about Michael Jackson as a um a a male manipulator because the both of the women he married the both of them have one thing in common and that is the need to take care of this man. He was emotionally manipulative, and people came into his life with the feeling and need to save him. Because yeah. he did need saving, but he needed to save his damn self. And but he he used women as a pro as a scapegoat for him not doing the work himself. And they eventually realized they couldn't sustain that job. That's not a sustainable job. You're gonna quit. Oh, not because, for nobody, not even for Michael Jackson. For yeah. no nigga. And no white man neither. No, nah, you, you're gonna throw yourself down the drain because okay, Lisa left him. Him and Debbie had some sort of agreement or something. An understanding. Whatever they had. But An entanglement. the second marriage, she, but she still did everything for him to help him, to be there for him because she felt for him. And he also cut her a fat check. But I do think she cared for him and that she felt that this would help him because, you know, and that's, I'm telling you, we got a couple of topics we really got to get into one day. But anyway, let's, moving into um, Threaten. Which everybody loves the, the bookend of the spooky series yep. and the booking of Invincible. Um, if you made it that far on the album, you know, you know, you if like you didn't, me, sometimes you get about halfway through, you, you die. You know, I think of threatened as a treat. If you can make it through Invincible, you get threatened as a treat at the end. So, what do y'all think as far as so he 
So here's where he took, Michael really pulled from, and we talked about this on our last episode. So if you haven't listened to that, go check it out. We talk about history and we talk about some of the influences Michael pulled from, from classic Hollywood. And here's where Thriller and Threatened become very, to me, this is the best follow-up to Thriller, not Ghost. Mm -hmm. Threatened is the best follow-up to Thriller because it's mature. The subject uh, is the subject is mature. His voice is mature. The the instrumentation, the the arrangement is futuristic. It's of its time. It's not trying to borrow from Thriller. It's saying it's a nod to Thriller, but not trying to chase it. Thriller got to stop running. Yeah. When Threaten came along, because it's not chasing it. It said, "I see you over there. Now let me build on top of that and do something different." And so, um, if you haven't listened to our last episode, check it out. We talk about history in the mix. We got two parts coming. For we got part one and part two, which is is up as well. But by the time you hear this, part two will be up. And we talk about Michael's influence of classic Hollywood. And you get Vincent Price on Thriller, which if you, if you don't know who Vincent Price is, like go Google him. You know, find out like this is like Michael's influences were so deep. He was such an artist. He drew from so many different places. Vincent Price, and then you get the guy on Threatened, who is Not Sterling. From right from the twilight zone these are these two people are of the same era and he was able to use them both in different decades decades apart to make real statements in his music and i think that's something to really commend that he was able to do inside of threaten yeah i think michael's reliance on real life spooky people was important because vincent price is like a horror staple and 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 the same for rod sterling those voices are famous in the horror the sci-fi genres and just getting them to contribute to these projects whether you know they i I think vincent's stuff was uh created uh he actually came in and read the dialogue but rod sterling's i think was a chop from previously yeah. recorded episodes you said you saw that episode right yeah. rod serling's was it was from different episodes and i've seen all of the twilight zone episodes because i'm that person um and the the really cool thing about rod serling is when he created the twilight zone and he did the twilight zone um in the 60s and in the 70s he had another show called uh, night gallery which was kind of the same thing it was just like a 70s version it's really cool if you've seen any of those episodes you kind of know what i'm talking about but rod serling um his his he said that his whole premise for the twilight zone was to put ordinary people in these extraordinary situations right and and if you watch any of those episodes some of them are creepy some of them are weird and some of them are just futuristic and make you think right so then it's not necessarily scary it's weird and creepy and like oh this could be real life and if you think about america 1969 19 you know 1968 1969 rod sterling was doing episodes of 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 people landing on the moon when america itself hadn't gotten that far um and so you know for michael to use that in the song in a in a song on an album released in 2001 was just really cool and it was really something that you know if you go back and look at the history which you know it's kind of like how beyonce has those subliminal messages and what she does and beehive don't come for me um 
you know, Michael kind of does the same thing, right? If you go back and you think about it, it's a deeper meaning than, than what was actually stated. So for Rod Serling to use ordinary people in extraordinary situations, I like to think that Michael probably thought of himself that way. Yeah, I think so. Um, Threatened, if you do a quick Google on Threatened, which I recommend that you do in the show notes, I'll put the link for Michael Jackson's fandom page where um, it says the song is widely reviewed as a sequel to Jackson's 1982 hit thriller. And I think that is spot on. As we said, like this one doesn't have to chase anything with the writing of Rodney Jerkins, Fred Jerkins, LaShawn Daniels. It was fresh. It was cool. Um, It wasn't expected at all. It wasn't a radio song. It was, uh, strictly supposed to be an experience is a journey into itself it's a treat it's a it's a very good treat and it's a little candy bar at the yeah. end of the album yeah it's a good song it's just a, it good, a song. Really good song like that's why he was gonna include it and this is it he was like listen y'all thought y'all y'all thought Mm-mm. you thought i wasn't gonna have well, it but i'm gonna have only it. one of two songs from invincible included in this is it so that's the spooky series brought to you by the Black Jackson Estate. Happy Halloween. Happy Halloween. Go spin thriller. Hey, don't trick or treat this year, guys. The COVID is still out there. <laughs> yes, yes. Remember, it's important to wash your hands, wear a mask, and socially distance. Yes. And let's talk about just give a 30 second real shout out to all the people who are civically engaged civic responsibility is all our responsibility everything that happens affects you if you are an american right now we are in the middle of a hotly contested election season do not let your voice go unheard if you are one of those people that chooses not to vote explain and be able to articulate your why i'm not even gonna disrespect you and tell you you're wrong for it but just understand your why truly and those of us who are voting and if people are voting encourage them support them Drive them out there. Make sure they understand how to fill out their absentee ballots. User one point, no, user two is all inside of it. And if you got some knowledge to drop to the people, please drop it because it is voting season. Yeah, uh, voter registration deadlines are have probably passed by the time you hear this. And so it's really important if you live in the United States of America to check for your early voting locations, check your voter registration to make sure that you are registered. If you have early voting in your state, like we do in North Carolina, be prepared to register to vote and vote the same day if you want to, if you miss those voter registration deadlines. Uh, And everybody else, just be prepared. There will be long lines. There will be people who are going to try to physically scare us away from the polls um and so we're just sending love to everybody know that it's your right to cash your ballot and do it do it uh bring some snacks i'm advising everybody to bring snacks snacks. bring water bring an umbrella pack your patience (laughs) pack your patience and please wear comfortable shoes because again some of these lines are going to be a little lengthy but we need you to hold on to guys and change your hand 
and cast that ballot. <laughs> vote and vote, vote. And we're not scared to say it. We support everybody voting their their choice and their yep. voice, but we are all supporting Joe Biden. Joe for president Kamala Harris. That is our ticket. And you know, if you don't uh, support what they're saying or you don't understand, visit those campaign website, ask some questions, shoot, shoot us some questions. We'll be happy to talk to you about it. We'll be happy to talk to you about how their platform and what they are proposing is better for your life than the alternative. And, um, and better for your community and better for your mama and your daddy and your sister and your uncle and your auntie and them. And so, um, and better for you. So, that's our choice for 2020 and we are proud of it we are working hard towards it we are driving people out on election day <laughs> i did it in 2016 listen you can get in my car let's go so um well, you know where your mask this year but you're gonna you can't get in my baby. car i just got leather seats put in my car my brand new car you cannot get in my car without clean hands clean feet and a mask so yeah. um and by clean feet i need your shoes to be clean don't step on my rugs with dirty shoes so yeah, just click your heels outside of the car that's what i do uh this is the black jackson estate and we it's gonna be links in the show notes right yeah there there's always links in the show notes and you know this is the black jackson estate and we uh really care about black people because we are black people so um do what you do and make sure that you do it when you vote any anything else from the people of the world the children of the world what you gotta say no i mean you know let your voice be heard that you know people wouldn't be afraid uh, wouldn't be so terrified if they didn't know that we had power so make sure you go out there and vote and um there are plenty of there are a lot of people in the ground who whose names will never know who fought for us to for all of us to be able to vote if you're not a uh, a white wealthy male then voting was not originally intended for you um and there were people that had to fight for you to have the right to vote. So go vote. It's important. Your voice does matter. And, um, you know, Kamala Twin. And remember, re- don't start on Kamala, but remember, Kamala remember this, uh, we are not preaching to you. We are speaking power to you. And we hope you take that power to the polls, baby. It's important. It you know, important. we need you out there. You got to vote. You get a little sticker. Yeah. The sticker is the best part, but Kamala. It's the best part. Kamala, Kamala. Oh, by the time we come back to the next podcast. But can we tell them this one thing before we go? I told her Kamala's not going to be president. And I said, "Mm, Kamala should not. I said, Kamala probably should be AG, not VP. And first we went through the whole president thing. We kind of agree with that. But then, then user two said, you know what? I believe it. And you know, I really wanted Stacey Abrams both from of the beginning. Home. From the beginning, from I've been the beginning, team. user two said, I believe in her ability to get on that ticket. And um she and she did. And so listen, all that to say, listen, people gonna count you out. I was one of them. But you your one voice can make a difference. So go out there, vote. May God continue to be with you. May he do exceedingly above all things now in the heat that is able to do it I send you go with God happy spooky season is it scary or not
<laughs> Make sure that there's somebody waiting for Michael there with a flashlight and everything. Great. <laughs>